Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Scott. And I'm Philip. We're keeping you in the loop, the guitar community. There's a sick move right here. We don't, actually, mind talking. we don't actually play the song live. We just cut it in and post. So I know. This can be any length we want. <laughs> I love talking. See, I don't mind talking over the intro music. Yeah. It's fine. Because I'm not going to get to hear the whole thing anyway. Mm. Well, you know what? What's up? This week is brought to you by our patrons. It's brought to you by me. Yeah, we got a new one. We got a new one. What happened there? Uh, so we made a deal. Yeah. Um, we made a deal with some of that you should not make deals with. Exactly. Diaz. Actually, it was me. Yeah, well. <laughs> see, technically... Actually, no, my... you made the deal with Diaz and then I ponied up, wasn't it? Well, te- technically, only half the deal got filled because the, the gist was... Uh, I said that if both Scott and Diaz became patrons of my podcast, 40 Watt Podcast, you can find it at 40wattpodcast.com. I'm sure you'll edit that out. That'll be fine. Um, I have a good bleep now (laughs) that I can just throw right all over that. That's awesome. But yeah, I said if y'all became patrons of my show, I would become a patron of yours. See, the the, uh, scheme was that if both of you became individually patrons of my show, I'd make more money than I was putting into your show. And so it'd be a net profit for me. But instead, uh, it's you and I, and uh, technically... Silly rabbit, you don't make it, money on podcasts. <laughs> by the time it washes out, it costs us each, what, a dollar some odd and whatever the fees are. Oh, you're assuming, you're also assuming I see any of the money from our podcast. That's true. I only, I only uh, started operating in the black in the last couple of months, so... Oh yeah, because you do all the video stuff, and you're probably paid for your software out of that. Whereas, like, yep. technically, our podcast is in the black from all our hosting stuff. But like, mm-hmm. we'd need another five patrons to really cover like a Pro Tools subscription and that too. So, yeah. See, I use I use Logic, which is paid for. Um, actually, I recently canceled my Adobe just because that's the other reason I'm in the black is because I canceled Adobe and I'm just using Logic Pro X, which to be honest, it, it doesn't, it's not as, I don't like it as much as I like Adobe, but it's paid for. It's already covered. Yeah. Right? So, um, I like Adobe better. Uh, it processes faster. Um, some, some things just work more seamlessly. I don't like how Logic tries to sneak plugins on you without mm. you realizing it. Yeah, there's that too. Like there is, it takes actually a little bit more work than it should to create a blank track with mm. nothing on it. Yeah. Well, I, I and this I is why everyone always complains. They're like, "Oh, my Helix or blah 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 sounding a little weird when I play through my monitor speakers through Logic." And I'm like, "Do you have a plugin on it?" Right. Take the plugin off. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I did that, cut my expenses that way. But I also, I, because of the video I pay for, I use Riverside FM. Uh, and so to get really good quality video or decent quality video, sometimes when it works properly, um, it's not a Riverside thing. It's just the, the intricacies of doing online video podcasting is, is, yeah. See with the hosts on this show, we need to keep it as like standard def or lower to keep it. (laughs) We have faces for radio. Um, as much as Diaz likes to make Ban Affleck jokes at me all the time, that's that's more to do with my Caucasianness than my looks. Oh, and uh, that that would be really bad for you right now because um, there I would never forgive Ben Affleck for uh, Daredevil ever, ever, ever. I mean, he 
He was an ever. okay Batman. That's fine, but he almost destroyed forever my favorite comic book character of all time. Really? Daredevil? Daredevil's my favorite. So do, Always you, has been. do you like the Netflix series? I, I'm in the middle of rewatching it now that it's on Disney+. Plus. Nice, nice. I, I was watching um, uh, Spider-Man and his little... Yeah, his little cameo in it yeah. as as Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually some speculation. Yes, welcome to the uh, comic book movie podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some speculation that he also may make an appearance in She-Hulk because she is also an attorney in New York City. And there is a, there is a cross in the comics where they have an interaction as well. Mm. So it would make sense that that's where he makes another appearance because they haven't announced technically anything else with him. But he's obvious that his character and the actor are obviously still on payroll and around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, so, and they brought back Kingpin for the Hawkeye thing. Exactly. I but think it was a different. It was a different Kingpin. So no, it wasn't be, it the same one. It was the same actor, but I think yeah. they're going to play the whole multiverse thing. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. No, definitely. But it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I thought he looked incredible in Hawkeye. By the way, he looked way more like he does in the comic. He's like big, larger than life. Mm. Um, I don't know. It'll be good. I'm yeah. excited about it. I don't remember anything about the Hawkeye series, and I think I kind of wanted to just stay there. I didn't enjoy it. See, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. Um, no. I'm excited to see what they do with that series as well. All right. Well, um, let's let's let's. We What's were new on with Patreons, you, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Five dollars a month. Join our Patreon. You can join our chat and get the episodes early um, and contribute to the show. There will be a Patreon segment that is contributed today if we get to it. Or maybe we'll just talk about Marvel stuff for longer. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I have no control over anything on this show. Um, so, so what's new, Philip? It's been like a... How long has it been since you've been on the show? It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a hot minute. It's been like... Uh, I don't months? know. It's been like three Ian episodes since I've been on. So yeah, um, <laughs> we're measuring time now in Ian episodes. Um, <laughs> I, uh, well, and, and for Diaz, those feel like eons. <laughs> is that is that an Ian joke? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> he won't hear this. <laughs> Who Dan or D- Diaz or Ian? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the valid point um what's new um obviously a lot since then what do i talk about what's the big new one um i bought a cower banshee deluxe oh yeah yeah uh that's a that's a big one uh, got that a few weeks ago um i actually felt a little bad buying it so um i had been sort of looking at selling a few things and you know little things like a lot of little things nothing big and I'd really, I'd sold a couple that I didn't expect to sell, namely the Les Paul that I bought at Summer Nam. Um, did not expect that to sell as fast as it did at the price it did, but it did. And so I had some money and um, I was, you know, it was, it was house money because I didn't buy, sell the guitar to buy something else. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I've got this, got this money that's in my gear fund. And I remembered I really, really, really wanted a Cower Banshee. Well, it was not enough money to order one from Doug, right? Um, that and are you patient enough? Yeah, that's to the sit other in thing. The backlog because I Doug's been doing really well lately. Yeah, no, man, the stuff. He, and so, well, I'm gonna. I went on Guitar Center 
of course, you know, Cower sells through Guitar Center and Musician's Friend. And they had a Banshee Deluxe and they had it marked down from like $39.50 down to like $31.50. And that was in like spitting distance of the money I had from the Les Paul. Mm. And so I sold a few more things and uh, bought that one. And I messaged Doug. I was asking Doug a few things about it, you know, after it was coming in, because uh, I posted something on Facebook about it. I mean, on sorry, Facebook, Instagram. And he messaged me and said, did you get that one? I said, yeah. And he said, musician's friend? I said, yeah. I said, I'm sad I didn't buy one from you. He's like, no, please buy buy from them. He's like, it means they'll order more from me. <laughs> so yeah, I feel actually, good about that. The, the sooner they sell through the stock, the more they'll order from him and he might not make as much money per guitar, but the gross plan of it of being in Guitar Center is probably way better for him. Exactly. And, it's and actually, it's a really good I think part of that was the idea behind Titan and the fact that Titan didn't catch on in retail as much. Right. Might be why it's not going anymore. But at the same time, he's doing the cow or was it the Corona now? Mm-hmm. Corona looks great. Um, it does I, fix I, the one problem with the with the Titan, which is bound headstock. Oh, it it makes that nicer premium thing. Yeah, absolutely. I and you know I got this guitar in. It's light, which you don't expect from a guitar that big. No, uh, massive neck. Which also I knew that from Firebirds. Firebirds are super light for as big a guitar as they are. Um, hmm. Yeah, they're they're mega light guitars, like seven pounds. Are seven they just and cavities? A half. No, it's just the fact that it's um, the. So the way the oh, wings, thin, the neck right? through, the, wing, yeah, the wings are really exactly. thin. Yeah. It's thin. The wings are really thin. And so, I don't know, it's just, it's a surprisingly light guitar. The first time I ever played a Firebird, I was like, what the heck? Hmm. This doesn't make any sense. I expected like Les Paul weight. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not. It's two and a half pounds lighter than the average Les Paul. Two pounds lighter. Dang. Um, yeah, it's, it's super, super light. Well, the maple cap on a Les Paul adds a lot of... It, it, it just can be a chunker if you're not careful. Well, that's the thing about the uh, the Banshee Deluxe. It has a maple cap on it. Huh. Yeah, that's the difference between the Banshee and the Banshee Deluxe is the maple cap. Huh. Yeah, so anyway, that was the big one. Uh, really, really enjoying that guitar. Um, it is kind of making me wonder, do I need my other humbucker guitars? Wow. Yeah. Um, my, my gold top, I'm sort of sitting on the fence about getting rid of it and doing something else with that money. Maybe something interesting, something I don't have, maybe something with filter trons. Um, hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Or maybe, uh, and you, they can hear this first, uh, as someone who is a noted prs and strat hater i don't know maybe dip my toes in a silver sky give it a try for a while i don't feel like i would lose money on one yeah if you can find a used one i know where there is one an hour south of me mm. new cheaper than new Ooh. yeah it's sitting there hanging on a wall just waiting on somebody to come by it i mean I, i'll i'll keep saying this the i actually so you you know this and listeners know i bought the silver sky se and i actually right. prefer the silver sky se over the regular so for me and and yes i'm not a huge prs fan normally i just don't like the way they play i think they're i say this every time so that people don't think i'm hating on the brand or the guitars they are masterfully made instruments mm -hmm. they just don't do it for me right it has it just hasn't been a personal thing 
Well, and I, I'm a noted Strat hater. It's just the it's it's they're great guitars. They're fine. They work for other people. They're just a little too anemic for me. I'm so used to humbuckers and P90s. And if but, you don't have your amp set up for a Strat, if you're set up for a humbucker, yeah. it's not going to sound very good. Like exactly. I have a hard time hopping between the same amp on both those settings. You can't. Yeah, you can't. And you, so I do a different amp blend. Um, mm-hmm in in my modeler when i go to a strat i used to use the um the benson preamp and it would be on my board and the only time i use it is when i switch to a strat to just boost it a little to get it near to the same yeah because then then all your overdrives feel right too yeah so but you know i messed up i made a mistake i sat and played that that uh silver sky and i i will say that it is the first time in 23 years of playing guitar that i've ever played a prs that the neck felt right uh then you will definitely not like the se oh yeah then no i won't even look at the se then because the se uh, feels a lot like my ce24 oh no no which you've no, played no, no. and you're like you're like this is a great guitar it's just not my kind of thing because like we were literally sitting next to your novo yeah and like they're different animals they totally. just are so. And the Novo is a weird thing for me to like too because it's a much, it's a smaller neck than I'm used to liking. It's not thin. I won't say it's narrow or thin. It's not. But I'm used to like the baseball bat. I'm used to the, mm. the really chunky necks. And uh, it is not that. Hmm. But it's the most comfortable neck I've ever played. Nice. Nice. What's new with you? Um, I didn't buy any guitar gear this week. Oh. That's a good week. I haven't played any guitar this week. Oh, no, that's not good. No, I, I mean, I'll just be blunt. It was nice having a weekend where I didn't have to play at church and mm. do anything because I'd been on for so many weeks in a row. Sure. So it was nice just kind of having a weekend where I could sleep in a little bit and <laughs> just kind of rest. And I needed it because I was really tired going into this weekend. And I went out for a hot pot with some friends. Which yeah. Ha- have you ever had hot pot? I have not. So, do you know what it is? Should I explain uh, I what this is? Pictures. Okay. I saw your pictures. That's so, about it. So, Hot Pot is kind of like Korean barbecue in that it's you order a bunch of raw ingredients. And then you have, instead of a barbecue pit in front of you that you throw everything on and cook it in, you have boiling broth. You have a boiler. You have, you have a pot of broth yeah. in front of you. And you kind of cook everything in that kind of like a fondue. But it's yeah. not cheese and oil. Um, and so... You you can get like a spicy broth. Or you, there's a bunch of different broths you can get too, as whatever you're doing, and then you just kind of get like thin sliced meat, and you just kind of throw it in. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so I did that, and then I have I have not felt terribly great for two days, and a few <laughs> a few of my friends that I ate with also are not feeling too great. So that'll do it. Extra rest was uh, very nice, and not being too far from a bathroom has been really handy for last couple days um, yeah that sounds right but yeah and then uh, the only thing i bought was i bought a pair of cole Haan shoes so i don't know if you know what those are but if you see a white guy in the city he's mm-hmm. wearing a pair of cole Hans. <laughs> gotcha okay i gotcha so i i think i said uh i i took a picture of it and sent it to my buddy who's been trying to convince me to get a pair for a while because they, they feel like sneakers but they kind of look like dress shoes Oh, okay. Wait, wait, You've wait, wait. You've probably seen Let them. Me... They're like white-soled, but they're they're like a leather shoe. 
Hold on, hold on. They're really nice if you have to walk places. Yes, these are the ones my wife has been telling me I need to get. Yeah. <laughs> Just looked them up. They, yeah. That's it. So I took a picture of it and sent it to my buddy, and I was like, say you're a white guy in his 30s without telling me you're a white guy in your 30s. Ah, but I'm in my 40s. Yeah. I can't get them. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> You just, if you're in your 40s, you have to wear a very athletic looking golf polo, even though you're not doing anything athletic. Oh, oh, I'm set then. I'm good. Yeah. I got, I got tons of athletic shirts that I, you know, I wear when I'm not doing athletics. It's what happens when you run a bunch of races in your 30s and you end up with a bunch of, you know, they give you all sorts of things from the, the, what is the neoprene, whatever the material is, athletic golf style shirts. Under Armour is made out of, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whatever Under Armour's made out of, uh, you end up with a huge collection of that stuff. I don't have any. Of it. I have I have one for my former employer, and I'm not wearing that shirt anywhere at this point. <laughs> so I almost lit it on fire, but it's like plastic, so I don't want to like. Yeah, it's just gonna melt into a big mess. It's not yeah. gonna burn. And and up. toxic fumes, yeah. Yeah, toxic fumes in my apartment. That would be great. Yeah, do do that. That's a great idea. That's it's always a- good to light a fire indoors, anyway. I have a wood-burning fireplace. Yeah, but you don't have a plastic-burning fireplace. <laughs> I can make it one. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. It smells like burning. I'm um, not a professional chimney sweep, but I'm pretty sure that's not good for it. Yeah, I don't think that's good for it. So, yeah, that's no. my uh, that's my purchase of the week. I'm still waiting oh, nice. on uh, my massive couch to show up here. And and then uh, I, owe a, um, I owe a check here in the next couple of weeks to a guy in Nashville, and then something real big is going to happen. So Yeah, you do. Yeah, well, you should. Uh, you should still drive down to pick up that that massive uh, thing from Nashville. I was actually uh, talking with my buddy about having him fly it up. Oh, I got you. I got you. So uh, I get to play music with Patrick Mayberry once in a while. I don't. You probably you don't follow Christian radio anymore. So that's not anymore. Um, he's charting now. He's starting to. He's opening. He's touring right now with Cody Carnes. Not Cody Carnes uh what's his name he's, he's the guy who did reckless love oh uh uh cory asbury cory asbury uh he's opening for him on this tour right now and then um he's going on tour opening for crowder later so oh wow yeah so it's fun getting so he comes up he's he's from the church i play at like he was their worship director for years and then um so he comes up like once a month or so and plays at that church and so he we were talking two three weeks ago about when he flies southwest he's a-list so he can just get on and so he doesn't he doesn't mind flying southwest anymore uh, okay he gets on so early he can put the guitar and take out take up an entire overhead bin and get away with it right that makes total sense so he can feel safe flying whereas like at least here in chicago everyone and their mom has the uh southwest card so unless you have like a status you're like back of the plane guaranteed yeah so yeah it doesn't matter it does not matter everyone has status so that's why i don't fly southwest well there's a few reasons why i don't fly southwest but that's one of them see i prefer southwest i'll take southwest over united every day well united's like the worst airline of the majors yeah of the major i would say i could name a couple you ever flown spirit no (laughs) yeah don't no actually we have a company policy about not flying non-major airlines unless absolutely required I don't blame you because yeah. they're, it's an, look, if, if you're on a budget and you like, if you can travel, if you're looking to go as cheap as you possibly can and you don't need to take anything with you, I, I, you know, whatever that situation is, uh, and you don't care about leg room or comfort, 
Sure, Fly Spirit. It'll get you there cheap. That's for sure. I I, I, I never find it that, that cheap. It well but, uh, it, again, I live my in Chicago, numbers are from so, pre-COVID. So United, American are both hubbed here. Yeah, you're it's, you're it's good because Chicago's easier. It's got a massive airport with hubs. Uh, honestly, Southwest is like that for me. Down Southwest and Delta are the ones down here. They're not hubbed near me, but they're mm-hmm. hubbed close enough to me that it's pretty affordable. Delta is my favorite. Yeah, I like Delta. I like flying Delta when I, when I can. I don't uh, like flying in general, though. I just I just hate being around that many people. And that was pre-COVID. That has nothing to do with COVID. I mean, that's just I I don't want to be around that many people. I'm hopping on a plane on Friday. I'm going to be on a plane next Sunday, so I'm not excited about it <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, should we yeah. talk about some gear news? Uh, yeah, so let's uh, move in. Let's so, see. First up is something that we, we've talked about previously because it was teased, mm-hmm. but it's been formally released. Boss has released the RE202 and RE2 digital pedals recreating their classic space echo mm-hmm have you bought one yet uh no <laughs> no ask me if i'm gonna buy one you you are and we i'm know not you are. i'm yeah, not you, to- you totally are gonna have one of these no i, I have a tape echo I, so i have a literal tube tape echo I i'm would- not buying one of these <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch you. You want to know why I'm not buying one of these? Why? Uh, okay, here's the deal. I And this is something we're going to talk about a little bit later, but I'm in a process of like really thinking about how much gear I have, and I have a lot, and I'm starting to get rid of, especially some of the small stuff that's just cluttering and I don't use, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the little things here and there, accessories, pedals, stuff. Um, but I'm also thinking about some of the big stuff, and I'm seriously thinking about... Uh, Spending some money and like getting rid of enough stuff to buy a 201. Like a real one. Like a legit 201. Hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do the damn thing. Yeah. So here's the thing with like a real 201 mm-hmm. is I'm going to want like 18 different tapes for it. Yeah. And that's why I want to have a pedal where yeah. it's like, I want clean tape, dirty tape, clean tape, <laughs> dirty tape. Like, that makes that's, sense. That's that's where I would get caught. I mean, let's let's be honest here. At the the RE two hundred two comes in at four hundred dollars mm-hmm. in store, and the RE two comes in at two fifty two fifty. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, right, you, my you natural to... question that always comes up every time uh-huh. a delay comes on the show, uh huh, especially a tape delay. Is this enough to knock the volante off my board? And no, the answer is no. The answer is no. In fact, that's what I was going to say. The reason I won't have one of these pedals, the reason I won't have the 202, even though, you know what? I bet it sounds incredible. I bet the RE2 sounds incredible. If I'm going to have something with that much power mm-hmm. and I want that multi-head tape sound, mm-hmm. Volante is the same price and it has MIDI. And has more features. And more features. So I'm going to go that route. So, uh, so when this announced, Yoshi put it on Facebook, and Yoshi and I are Facebook friends, and I commented, and I told him, Yoshi, what I want is I want y'all to remake the 201. Put it back on. And he was like, it'd be really, really expensive. I said, yeah. But it's boss. If they do a special run of it, it will sell out. Exactly. They have That's that cachet what, at this point. 
that's my thing. Do a special run of it. Maybe don't put it in like your regular lineup, but let's say you reissued it at $1,500, which is, you know, that's probably on the low end of what it might cost. Oh, I was thinking um, like four grand. I think, I think they could get away with it at 1500, 2000. Um, and I, let's say they did a, even a, a significant limited run of say 300 of them. They'd sell out every one of them. Mm hmm immediately they'd be sold out before they were finished um i think at four grand you're gonna it maybe won't be as immediate but um especially the the sees the the caveat is you can get and uh, you can get an re201 you can still get one that works in good condition with parts available to buy it thanks to echo fix for sixteen hundred dollars you can buy an actual 201 yeah but do you know where i compare that just market wise is mm -hmm. the fact that you can get a you can get a Rhodes that needs yeah. a little bit of work between fifteen hundred and two K. Right. But the new ones are coming out at like eight. Whew, are they that much? And they go up beyond that. What are the, but does the new one have a significant increase in number of features? They're customizable. You can add things in like tremolo circuits and Thanks. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I don't want I don't want Boss to really do anything. You know, maybe just the fact they upgrade components so they're even more reliable. But just give us a give us a 201 that's available to buy right now that's new. Instead I just, of I just don't know if they're like parts are as readily available for tape stuff anymore. They are thanks to a few different companies. So mm -hmm. if you're into the EP3 style, obviously you've got Mike Fuller. Uh you know, opinions exist there. Um, I didn't know until I bought a full-tone tube tape Echo, um, which, by the way, I bought because there is no one else making one. Huh. There's no one else making one, and I did not want the headache of a vintage unit. Um, in order to buy the tapes, you have to send a picture to prove you own a tape Echo from full-tone. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's just you, because so many clowns are buying one, or what? I don't or, know. Or like... I, th I don't know if his tapes retrofit to EP3s and EP2s. Maybe they do. Hmm. And he is like, no, no, I'm making these for the people who buy my units. Well, I don't I don't know if he's even making tapes or how much of it's like he has a limited stock. And he's just trying to. Maybe. Um, but, uh, well, I think he's still making them because I think they did a revision on them not too long ago where the the tape, the spools are actually on ball bearings now. So it's oh. a smoother, quiet, it still makes noise, obviously, but it's quieter and smoother tape operation, which the vintage units do not have. They're not on ball mm -hmm. bearings like that. See, I knew I knew a guy that I used to play with who was on the tape echo train and like every six months he had a new, just ridiculous thing. And he was, the, <laughs> it, it, he was like, it was like him with like, hear the stories of like your favorite day owning a boat is the day you buy it and the day you sell it. Yeah. That's kind of how he was with tape echoes where it was like. The anticipation of the next one coming was really high, and then he gets it, and it's immediately he's spending the next six months trying to sell it. See, no, I, I got this tape echo, and it's the sound. Fair and enough. And so I, I don't even have it on my main gigging board now. I don't even have mm -hmm. a delay. Wow. Yeah, this is it. That's what I've got. Because I don't, I don't need tap tempo. To be honest, I don't for the stuff I play and the way I play. I don't even need tap tempo. So. I set it more, a slapback's really easy, set it on the fast mode, slider almost all the way to the left. If I want an, a more ambient or, you know, just that more delay, mm -hmm. I time up, uh, repeat uh, volume down, and I'm there. 
he does it. Hmm. So, all right. So back back to the RE2 and the 202. I think the though. RE2 though coming at 250 stereo I/O tap tempo. Um, it does. They it, will, and it still has three tape heads. Yeah, they're going to sell side. very very well. That thing is going to do well. That thing, yeah. I think I I felt like 250 was a little high for a boss, but, but still Wazacraft. Yeah, it is Wazacraft. So no, it's not Wazacraft. It's, it's not called a Wazacraft, yeah. but like they have Wazacraft stuff in that area. And yeah. Let's also be honest. At this point, as we've all grown out of the boss are cheap pedals phase now. Yes, yeah, true. And we still all super believe in that that enclosure, and so. It's proven. I that, don't, that I don't mind spending that much money on a enclosure like that. I just, I, but I do also question: Do I want a battery compartment on these things anymore? This, Can they think about something else? Yeah, but yeah. This is the first time Boss has released something to fill that. Every, how many people do you know still use an RE twenty? Um, I know a bunch. I, you still see them a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, I know a bunch because Boss didn't have anything else that gave you that sound. So yeah. it's. I think this will do very, very. Well. I think the two hundred two will do very well for people who are really into being very. Because the the Volante was not meant to be a two hundred one. It was meant to be a Benson Echo Rec, and so it, this is going to have its own tonal characteristic. Mm. Well, can we also talk about another update to um, something that's been about twenty years old? Sure. After long, long delay. And multiple repeats of us guessing when this is coming out. Boss has revived the boss. Line, sorry, not boss. <laughs> line six has revived the DL4 into a Mark II version. Too much fanfare. Yeah, a lot of people really, really excited about this one. I, I'm slowly growing on the hype train on it. Are you? I'm not there yet. I'm not. I'm not there yet. So one, you know, I'm a big. DL4 advocate. Mm -hmm. I still yep. have mine. Um, I've modified it, everything. Yeah. Fixed the switches. Re um <laughs> I never they never broke. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you you've got you've got one of the rare eggs. So there's a there's an interesting debate of me sitting there going, everyone says I'm crazy. Like, oh, yours never broken. I'm like, no. But I did replace the foot pedals when I started gigging more regularly with it. Gotcha. Because I could and I got ahead of it. Yep. But at That's the same it. time, I can go back to the old switches anytime I want. But why would you? Because the way I installed the replacement switches left the original ones in. Oh, really? Yeah. So the way the old switches work is there's a little surface mount, surface mount-ish. It actually, it's a, it's a through-hole component that sits there and just kind of clips in. And it's mm -hmm. got a little button on the top of it. Okay. So it's got a little clicky button. And then there's this big, long spring mechanism that goes up to the foot switch that you press down and it hits the little mechanical button. Gotcha. And it's the same technology that's on a lot of pedals that are out there. Like my Kemper foot switch has the same tech in it. Mm -hmm. um, so what happens is you can actually just leave that in there. You take the spring mechanism out and you can fit an entire momentary switch in there, that, that area. And you just mm -hmm. solder, solder the two leads to the, the existing switch. So it's actually easier to install if you leave the existing switch in because now you have those two legs to solder onto. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, it's there. They're in. I yeah. had a tap tempo to mine too, like an external tap tempo. Oh, that's nice. Drilled the hole in it. Never used it. And then <laughs> I did the preset mod and the um, 
uh, looper mod. Because there's so much empty space if you don't have batteries in the original DL4. Right. So this new one, there's not so much empty space. They've made Mm -mm. it smaller. They've replaced the switches. They now have helix switches on them, so they have those light ring things. Which I love. I love the helix switches. They added... They have all the original delay sounds with a whole complement of new ones as well, which are all pretty cool sounds. And on top of that, you can add reverb to any of them. And you have MIDI presets and you have MIDI through and you have a microphone input with a with a preamp gain on it. The mic input is the one feature that sort of gets me that like, okay, that's that's different. That's cool. Because it goes into the how many people use them as a mic thing, and they'd run these yeah. like weird adapters into them, and they have buzzing and. Oh, they all were that. big in the synth and the uh, electro pop world. Oh yeah, yeah, huge. Um, but so here's the deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the uh, naysayer just a little, not not like a mega naysayer. Yeah. I'm sure it's great. So this thing is four hundred and twenty dollars. No, that is the list price. Is that the list? Okay, yeah. they're three hundred bucks. Oh, 300 bucks. Okay. That's much Which better. Which is like about what the original price were. I know they sat, they sank to about 250 for a while. Yeah. Okay, but that puts it more in line with what I expect because mm-hmm. it, if if it were at 420, I was going by obviously what was in the article, but I had not looked at the street price yet. At 420, I'm starting to think, hey, does it beat a Volante? That comes or, up again, doesn't it? Well, no. Why would I get this over a used stomp? Uh, you could get an effects in that price point. Could you get a stomp that low? Uh, used? You're get you know, 420, 500 bucks is where you're in that. You're starting to get yeah. in spitting distance. Um, but you know, you could say the effects as well. Why am I getting this instead of the HX effects? Um, used, not I, new. I would say, just to be blunt, knobs. Yeah, I could see that. Knobs that I you totally can turn while you're playing it and get spaceship noises. And so so things. let me be let me the old the old curmudgeon. Mm-hmm. The one of the reasons I'm not high on the DL4, this version, I hate hidden features. I hate holding a button or three buttons or two buttons, twisting a knob, standing on my head while drinking a beer to get into this feature. I it drives me crazy. It's one of the reasons, one of my only complaints about the some of the Strymon stuff. The Strymon El Capistan is one of my favorite pedals of all time, but hmm. I hate the hidden features. I hate that they're not marked in any way. It drives me, I don't like having to deal with that because hmm. I'm an on-the-fly person. I'm playing gigs that are very improvisational in nature, and so I'm needing to do things quickly. But wouldn't having pre- three presets at your beck and call for whatever you're doing be amazing? So you can do preset, preset with delay, preset with like something else, and then preset with reverb. And so you, or like, you could be like, just delay, delay with small reverb, delay with big reverb could be your three. And then you, you don't run a Morningstar or anything like that for your preset capture, <laughs> but that would it's be how i It's a step in the up. right direction. But I, it, I would it have also... been all over one of these had this come out like three years ago. Yeah. It also edges back into the direction though of of where I left when I left like the the Helix world and stuff like that. It edges back into that direction of and I, I mean mm. I think I've I don't think I've talked about it on this show but I have the timeline, right? 
I still use the presets in the timeline. I've not gone in and menu dive because I like the presets. So I just flip around till I know where the ones that I like are. The only thing I've done is take down the mix because for some reason, every delay in there, the mix is too high. Well, that's so um, when you play it in the guitar store, you're like, hey, yeah, that's really cool delay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like why every preset in like modelers are always like high gain. Oh, yeah, that's a frustration too. Right? Yeah. Um, so you know what pedal I start getting vibes of? What's that? This guy. The Specular oh, Tempest. yeah. That's where this actually starts getting really close to and still undercuts on price when you think about it. Yeah. So you, obviously you don't have the screen. You'll hate the Specular Tempest because speaking of hidden features, you need a USB plug to get at some of the ones in this guy. It's, it's why I had to get away from the H9. The fact that I needed my phone. Yeah. This is dumb. I had it. I loved the sounds. I hated dealing with the interface. So this is all on. I mean, it's it's almost all there, other than the fact yeah. that you have to you have to hold one button to turn something else on. Yeah, this isn't even like Empress level or like uh, Maris level of like alternate feature, hidden feature yeah. crap. So this is this is somewhere in the middle. It's in the. I don't hate it, but I don't know that I love it yet. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there. It's a. It looks. It's gonna sell well. It's gonna sell its, it's ass off. Uh. So here's the thing. They kept the sort of lower horns uh-huh look kind of thing and so it still has a very 90s look to it yeah um and it's also still quite a pedal of size like they you, could you think that's gonna work against it you know what i'm I gonna tell know. you it has in its favor what nostalgia boomers nostalgia no but this isn't boomer nostalgia this is millennial nostalgia i mean Millennials this is gonna be... all have broken one of these at this point. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's it's Gen Z who's never really messed with this thing. Yeah, but this is going to be all the nostalgic millennials buying this. I mean, there's a reason why every Line 6 delay is green in the Helix. Mm-hmm. It's and this kept that brand going. And yeah. So, all in all, it's probably going to be hit. Yeah. Now... When you first the, told me about this pedal, because you're the one who actually spilled the beans to this for me. Uh-huh. Or like got me first like aware that it was coming. Does this live up to the level of hype that you think Rhett gave it? No. I think it's exciting. Um, but I don't think it lived up to that excitement level. This is a pedal that I'll be honest, I will probably buy eventually, but used. I won't buy a new one. Fair enough. I'll buy a used one to give it a try to see what it's all about. Um, but it's probably not something, unless it completely blows me away, it's not something that'll stick around. I think I'm going to go to Guitar Center and play with one for a while. That Because mm -hmm. here's the nice thing. It's line six. I know it's going to be set up at Guitar Center. Yeah, it's going to be set up in every Guitar Center. Um, and so I'll get a chance to noodle with that. And at that point, I'll probably play with the Catalyst as well, because they'll probably be hooked up to each other. Yep. Um, I think the Catalyst was a bigger release for the year agreed i think the catalyst is a i won't call it a step change but i think it's a major step in the right direction for line six in kind of moving past their spider territory their spider reputation as far as amps go mm -hmm. i think it's a much better um i don't know it's just a much more refined package and better presentation than the prior attempts at line six making amps I agree. Yeah. 
And I, I would not be ashamed at all to show up with a catalyst to a gig. I mean, I've, have, have I ever brought my katana to a gig? I brought it to practices a bunch. Mm-hmm. I'd gig with a katana. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it does the job. I would gig with one depending on the gig. I keep wanting I, I keep wanting to meet a guitar player who's like learning or something like that. Like I want like my nephew to start learning how to play guitar or something like that so I can give it to him. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a I think that's a great way to look at it. It's the perfect new guitarist gift amp. It's in that right price range that most family members would be willing to spill mm-hmm. it for the right, you know, right Christmas gift or something like that. Yeah. And it's also like simple enough where like Uncle Scott can show up, give you your one two, and he never has to dial anything in. Yep. And That'd be go. perfect. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Speaking of perfect things for Scott, <laughs> Acorn Amplifiers has come out with a solid state amp slash preamp pedal. Reigning in at $300, this gives you a PV decade literally in a pedal. I fucking love this. I love it on so many levels, other Same. than the fact that it doesn't give you one thing that the PV decade needs. What's that? That absolutely terrible eight inch speaker. <laughs> you can get a cab though. Just get an eight inch cab speaker and you got it. No, it's gonna You're be done. Too, it's gonna be too nice. It's gonna be too nice. Too nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it's worth noting, and, and listeners obviously can't see this, but like I am from Mississippi. I am a PV fanboy. They can hear it. Yes. I mean, I have this sitting on my desk. <laughs> you need to put that on a chain. And just wear that. <laughs> I, it, well, the the screws on the back would hurt real real bad. But um, it's a it's an old PV Angular logo. Actually, I am I'm actually going to be sending this to Rhett. Believe it or not, I'm actually going to mail this to Rhett Shull oh. to to attach to his truck. Um, <laughs> I, I have a few more PV logos in out in the shop. So um, you know, around here, it's easy enough for me to find these. I'm not going to lie. So I'm going to move that pass this on to someone who who will also appreciate it. Um, I've also, I, what I taunted, I tried to taunt Blake with my PV logo hat, but he wants the trucker hat. Uh, so I tracked one down. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it, but I tracked one down. We may try to get it and send it to Blake. Um, um yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I know, so, I know he runs around with his Benson one. Yeah. Yeah. The Benson one that looks like the PV yeah. logo. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited by this. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't excited about it at first glance because I didn't, you know, I did that thing where I don't read. I just re-see a headline, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw $300, I thought, oh, okay, it's a $300 dirt pedal that recreates the front end of a PB Decade. Whatever. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> this is a 10-watt <laughs> amplifier <laughs> on your pedal board. Yeah. And so the PB Decade actually does have a preamp out yeah. on it as well and can be run on 18 volts. So it naturally can become a pedal really quickly without much yep. modification. Um, and so, and it's got the same three knob EQ, two, two stage gain. It It's a PV decade. I'm so excited about this. And I, the problem is I don't have the spare money right now to pre-order. So I'm going to have to hope I can get one later. <sighs> it's Acorn Amps though. I, I think this is going to be a short run. Uh, no. I know. So don't get me wrong. I put this... I put it in a cart like multiple times and just was like, eh, <laughs> yeah, you just I, bought a big sky that you haven't even plugged in. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like that level for me. You, for me, it's like, you just bought a banshee. It's like, yeah. 
that's a lot of money that I just got through shelling out. Yeah. So there's, there's a part of me that wants it. And there's a part of me that's like, don't do it. And then there's the other part of me that's like, Scott, you already have a real PV decade. That's true. That you've you already captured and you run around with a capture of it where it's just perfectly sounding in your um, quad cortex. So whenever you want to go Queens of the Stone Age mode, you can. Yeah, you got it. Absolutely. And I also have it already pre-queued up with Big Muff dialed in perfectly. So, but there, all right. I know these are crap amps. Yeah, absolutely. They're crap amps. There are so much, if you can find one in an impulse amount of money for you, they're actually a wonderful, useful tool to have laying around for color and texture and recording and things like that. Just it's for fun. never yeah. going to be your main amp. Nope. This gives you that sound on your pedal board. And then some. Now, I, I would love one that is a preamp with a cab sim. Yeah. That does just does the sound and you're done for a bit less, but. Or, this is cool. you know, your Big Sky has a cab sim built into it. Yeah. Done. Or a more radar or what? Oh, shoot. What is the new? What's the TC electronic one called now? Oh, I can't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Because the that. TC Electronics is now the IR to buy. Yeah. But anyway, um, only downside here, mm -hmm. 18 volts only. 18 volts. That's it. But if you're running the right power supply, that's not a problem for you. It's right there, or you get a voltage doubler. Yeah, exactly. Voltage doubler, you buy the cable, it's like 10 bucks. Uh, no, actually, there's these little inline things. Uh, oh. Who makes them? Um. That's not it. That's a splitter. <laughs> um, Zodic makes one. Or my the thing I, I keep preaching at this this church, um, if you're not using one of the Eventide or Chalks power supplies that have switchable voltage on every output, what are you doing? Saving money. They're not that expensive. Now. The, the big one's like 200 bucks. Yeah, but like... If you're someone like me, that when you bought your power supply, the th the one to get was the Walrus Phoenix at the time. Yeah, and you're like, well, I'm not getting rid of that. Yeah, or my small board. Well, see, I did. I sold all my old power supplies and went to the the Eventide ones, which are just chalks rebranded. Mm -hmm. Um, the the four that I have on my small board has four outputs, two of which can be swapped between nine, twelve, and eighteen volts. And every output at nine volts puts out six sixty milliamps. Dang. Yeah, it's it's also super thin and fits under a a, a freaking Novo pedal train with no height adjustment to the feet. Nice. Yeah. Why is anyone using anything else? I I anyway. I digress. You know, you do you. Whatever you want to do with your money is fine. But um, seriously, they're not even that expensive. Get the good power supplies. Mm. You know what you also need good power supplies for? What's that? Chase Bliss pedals. No shit. So there are rumors that there are... Joel has announced that two new pedals might be coming out this week. One of which has, might have leaked already. Yeah, Chances are by the time this episode airs, they're already going to be out. Because Chase Bliss is usually... Uh, sometimes he does a Thursday release. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Sign up for his mailing list if he has come out already. But there's rumors of the Habit delay it's an echo collector Ooh. it's being called an echo collector so i wonder if this is more in the like territory of the 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 blooper 
oh perhaps like it's a, it's a stuttering reverb kind of a thing yeah i don't know like i the one leaked image i can't read the controls <laughs> yeah wait i'm sorry i can see modify spread and scan but that's the only three so I can, the spread's I can read. an interesting one because it still appears to be a mono pedal yeah it it you know, yeah because it's got a a tap on an expression in and a tap on each side so there's two jacks on each side but only you know one input one output an yeah. expression and a tap yeah it's a tried and true um chase bliss enclosure yeah so i we'll don't know see what this winds up being i'm really i'm always excited about chase bliss i'm a big fanboy for that brand so i can't wait to see what comes out and the price already leaked out that it's coming at 399 so it's not outrageous it's not yeah. out of it's not like the automaton stuff where they're just out, outside the range for so many people yeah that's that's right on brand for chase bliss yeah so um i'm excited to see it I don't know that I'll buy it. So once again, I am a simpleton and chase bliss pedals do too much for me. Dip switches can be overwhelming. Once you get the hang of it, they're awesome. But I had a warp vinyl for a while. I adored that pedal, but you know, the two sounds that I liked in it, I could get in a much simpler pedal. I'm, I don't, I don't play music that uses like the craziness. I adore that music, but it's not what I play. The ramping so, has some cool other options that's worth mm -hmm. looking at, but yeah i digress i'm trying to move us along so we have yeah. no time to talk about our topics because you and yes. i have the gift of gab when we get together so unfortunately, yeah, yeah that's, that's true the reality um last piece of news gibson made another one-off guitar we don't care <laughs> it's for charity i'm gonna give them it so it's raising money are they for... actually selling the guitar or are they just selling stocks of the guitar <laughs> yeah that bombed horribly no they're they're selling the guitar it's it's for um uh, men's health through the distinguished gentleman's ride it's a partnership with uh triumph micro uh, microphones motorcycles uh which by the way i love triumph motorcycles um i don't ride anymore but oh my gosh they make incredible my motorcycles um but it's 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 you know charity for men's health they've raised a ton of money um so far 31.6 million since 2012 um as a charity uh, got a bunch of writers. Haven't read all the things about it, but they've got 54 days to go. So is this the, related to Movember or not the same men's I, health charity? It is. It is. Uh, actually, this is supporting Movember. So why is it not coming out during Movember? It's mm, a good question. I don't know. Uh, but it the release is, oh, or maybe because uh, it's too cold to ride in November in half the country. Um I don't know, but they're doing it uh, Sunday, May 22nd of 2022. Maybe they just wanted to do that 22-2022 thing. I don't know. I mean, they already missed Taco Tuesday. They did, which was glorious. So, speaking Best of Taco twos, Tuesday of all time. Speaking of twos. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier. We, had a, we have a Mark II Line 6. We yes. kind of have a recreation of, or a Mark II-ish of uh, the RE201. Yep. What do you want to start seeing a Mark II? Of? See, my, what mine, classic pedal needs a Mark II? See, mine is the RE201. It needs a Mark II. It, it needs a recreate, a literal tape recreation of the original unit. Uh, add in, you know, slight, you know, uh, 
you know, comforts, like living comforts to it. Just some a little more reliability, uh, less failures, because obviously it's a bunch of moving parts. There's going to be some issues. Um, anything with moving parts is prone to wear and tear. Um, how, how is the T-Rex replicators held up? I haven't tried one. I haven't heard anything about them. You know, there was that time where, like, they weren't yeah. even sure they were going to keep making them. Well, they don't anymore. Oh, did they completely stop them? I thought T-Rex as a whole went under. I can't remember. Um, It was like they were going to, and then they didn't. Someone saved them. I think they sold to, like, former employees or something like that. Yeah, I think that's what it was. So I think they're still around. And if you go to their website, the T-Rex replicator is right there on the front page. Oh, fair enough. I know Diaz had one for a hot minute. I don't know if he still does or not. Mm-hmm. I love the idea. I adore the idea because I love tape delay. It's the delay I connect with. Yeah. So. All right. And so we actually went to our Patreons on this one, mm-hmm. including Philip. Uh, um, so he gets to actually voice his in person. I know well, off the top of my head, one of the most prominent ones that I think we all agreed on came from Tom Kelly, which was the electric mistress needs a Mark II. Does. It badly does. And I know everything is flanger from him but that is that really does need a proper under the proper branding recreation so that's a caveat we are talking about specifically the original company yes recreating a classic from them not oh tube screamer 2.0 earthquake devices has the plumes or you know that kind of stuff yeah i mean of course chris's first answer to anything was i need another tube screamer mr i have four <laughs> tube screamers on my board and we're like, he's like oh i want this feature i'm like you're describing this and then jason came in with you're describing this and someone else came in with like you're describing this and i'll tell you what it's been done to death but ibanez has not adopted them no so under- i'll give you another one here's one for you hmm. um that needs a mark ii the blues breaker there are rumors yeah if marshall does it in that to me well, so for actually, me it's got to be in that original mark II. yeah but that was in the smaller like the, the that little the, like tanky thing where i had, yeah, the, I had the governor i had one of the governors in that series and it was fine but i yeah. want classic enclosure better components better circuit because honestly that circuit had problems it's quiet um for one thing, and it got but, fixed by other people. Exactly. I want to see. I want to see Marshall redo it and reissue it. I, I I don't get why Marshall doesn't have good pedals, or like they can't launch successful pedals at this point. I I think they really need it too. Um, Fender ben, did it. Ben Fair, actually speaking of Fender, suggested that he wants a Marine Layer Mark II. That and that's a recent effect that he wants a Mark II of. It is. Yeah, I forgot what he actually said that he wanted on. Oh, oh, it was a long one. Uh, ba, 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 ba. make it in stereo. Okay, no, or I dual can totally see that. Um, and if it didn't cut signal completely when the pedal was in dry mode, so so have a spillover. Yeah, some kind of relay to have a spillover for it. Yep. Yeah. So on, I, on, that I get market, that. on that mark, I actually would suggest mine, which is I want Chase Bliss to do a Dark World Mark II. Oh, That's really? True it, stereo. But in stereo, yeah. But still a single size enclosure. See, those are those are two relatively recent effects that you're already wanting a Mark II of. Well, that's that's the thing is I love the Dark World so much. I love what <laughs> it does, but 
I want stereo reverb. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Uh, Chris came in with a real one, the SDD 2000. <laughs> um, take it out of a rack, make it a pedal. And there was a moment where I was like, is that the one that they made a pedal, pedal of? And it's not. There's another famous rack mount delay that they made a pedal version of. Oh, really? I thought yeah. that was the one they did. I thought so too, and I was looking it up, and I don't think it was. But gotcha. Basically, anything that's rack mounted in the edges, um, racks, he wants a pedal version of. Oh, um, well, that makes sense. And then, uh, well, it was SGD three thousand that they made a pedal version there of. There you go. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Which, by the way, you can still find them out there if you want to spend. Twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. That was one of Diaz's great flips. I think he got one for like three hundred bucks and then flipped it. Oof. Oh well, if you want to order one from Korea, there's one for five seventy. <laughs> um, yeah, you can so try. There's that. You can try. Only forty dollars shipping, so that's that's pretty awesome. So, so with that, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, you idiots, you're forgetting something. You just—it's so obvious. We need a Mark II of x or x whatever from the original brand i think that's the stipulation here that right? is that's so the stipulation. i would even say if you're if you're saying oh i want a mark two of the tone bender even though there are already four marks of them from yeah. solo sound um technically that did happen with boss yeah because it was from solo sound it was it was in collaboration so I, i'm counting that but yeah. um what is it what what do you want to see a, a classic pedal mark two from the original builder Put it in so, our Facebook group. So I'll give you an interesting one mm -hmm. that I wonder if it might be coming. CE1. And I'll tell you why I think it might be coming or the, something like the it. The CE2 Waza didn't count? No. I want to see it in the original enclosure. Oh. So that's a big deal to me. So look at the 202. It's in effectively a new version of the CE1's enclosure. Oh. It's got those rounded sides and edges. Oh. That, that face plate. Yeah, it's a modern version of the CE1 enclosure. That's an interesting one. It's Think about it. That's the only pedal they make with that enclosure right now. You think that Boss is going to make one pedal in an enclosure size? Mm -mm. Never. They never only make one pedal in its own unique enclosure. It's always a series. Hmm interesting so i don't know what's coming but i suspect we're going to see something else in that enclosure that's a that's a that's some good speculation there yeah so um we'll see i we'll see what comes out i'm super excited i'm really excited to see boss being progressive and boss being you know doing what they do but bringing it around in a more uh, in a modern package to a degree but also recognizing their own brand strength now and nostalgia. Exactly. Exactly. They're doing what they do. Bring not back the slow their... gear. The what? Bring back the slow gear. Oh. Well, I have I have it on good authority that it's really easy to make your own slow gear. I know, but it's not a boss slow gear. No, you can make it out of a boss pedal. You take the um, boss gate pedal. Mm. And there is a, you got to buy one of the older ones. But it is a very easy mod to turn the noise gate into a slow gear because all a noise gate is is a slow gear in reverse. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. 
All right, we had one last thing we want to talk about before we got out of here, and that was yeah. something you were going to bring up. So why don't you introduce this idea? Yeah, so let's talk about the idea of I, I'm going through this. I do I do this. We all do as gear collectors and players, and we it's the ebb and flow. It's the accumulate and divest phase, right? Accumulate a bunch of gear. I don't know what the second phase you're talking about is. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm, I'm going... in it too. I mean, I've been selling pedals like crazy trying to get yeah. Trying so to get some a, countertops back. <laughs> I have this idea, like we as guitar players are like, we, you see it all the time. Oh, well, you know, I got to have that dual humbucker sound. So I got to have this guitar. Oh, I need that Strat sound. So I need this guitar with the Strat, you know, load out. Sure, just oh, well, yeah. Well, I really want to have, you know, that AC30 sound and I want to have the Marshall sound and I want to have the Fender sound. So we collect Benson pedals Monarch. and amps. Well, we collect amps and pedals and guitars to try to cover this massive sonic spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, when I want to get this vibe, I want to get this vibe. I think there's a lot of argument to be made for going, go through the gear. That's fine because you got to discover what you like and what is you. But then there's a point where you need to come around to it's less about trying to get every sound and just trying to find the sound I connect with and making that fit the other um, whatever situation you might be in. And so I'm going through this phase where I'm like, how many guitars do I really need? How many amps do I really need? Can I get by with one amp, a couple of guitars, and just a handful of pedals? And I went up to you right away that says I can get away with one pedal and one guitar. And see, you can't. But I can. You can, you can. But so the discussion that you brought up, the quad cortex, uh, you very easily could have said, Helix, you could have said Axe Effects, you could have yeah. said Kemper. You could have, and it will insert any of those. We're not here to argue the strengths and you know the merits and cons of those individual units. So I went down that road. I've been down the digital route, and it doesn't get me excited to play. So strike one right there. I don't get excited for you. to play a quad exactly for me. I, I can only speak for me. I don't get excited to play a quad cortex or an axe effects or a helix or any of that stuff. What gets me excited to play is to play through an amp with, you know, a handful of pedals that I really, really love. And the way that interacts, it gives me it's 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 psychoacoustic. It's 100 percent psychoacoustic because the digital units sound great. They just don't excite me. I mean, half the time I can't when someone else is playing, I can't tell. Yeah. No, you're not going to be able to tell. The audience does not care. But when I'm playing, there is there is a thing in there that you sort of just know, and there's all those kind of things. But I'll, I'll also put it this way. Having lugged around a 1969 Fender for a number of years and kicking with it, you never knew what it was going to be that day. Yeah. It was a yeah. very fickle thing. And so some days you were, I was always like, all right, is this going to be the time it blows? Is this the time a tube's going to go during warm-up? Like, you, you you always live under tension Yeah. with a tube amp, especially right now where some people are going without a backup set of tubes. My backup set of tubes always lived at home. I never carried them with me. Yeah. Um. So there were those kind of things. I love plugging in, and it's the same thing every day, and I just plug in and I'm done. My setup time is as low as it's ever been. Mm -hmm. My back doesn't hurt when I lug in. So, like, the quad cortex is giving me a lot mm -hmm. and it's allowing me to focus more on my playing and do all other kind of stuff too, where I, yeah, I think you and I were talking about this earlier. My comment was my playing's gotten better now that I'm on a modeler because yeah. 
it's the same thing every time I have scenes and stuff set up or whatever. It's very consistent. My stuff doesn't change between things. So I'm, I'm focusing more on my playing and, and more important than any of that, I'm paying way more attention to the band than I used to because I'm not focusing on my tone anymore. I know my tone is my tone now. For me, it was the opposite experience. It was uh, because I didn't connect with it as much and mm-hmm. I didn't get as excited about playing. I was constantly scrutinizing the sound I was getting. And also, it when I was playing, let's say the I play musicals or church gigs with it, mm-hmm. that was fine because I knew I had a reliable sound system half the time with a sound guy who knew what they were doing. Uh, in the case of the church gig, I can at least guarantee he wouldn't be drunk at the time. Um, that's eh. the one. Yeah, well, you know, you get what you get. What so you, you got. were a grape juice church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at that church I was. But, um, well, that's because the Catholic church I grew up in didn't allow electric guitar. So, <laughs> But the the point, though, is I I need that connection with it. But also, I want a single channel amp. Mm -hmm. I want as few knobs as possible on the couple of pedals that I do use. Like, I don't mind inconvenience at this point if I can just play. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked on, uh, should be out by this episode coming out, I talked on my podcast this week uh, in my conversation with Marcus Reeves that I carry, I, I do gig when I do long sets, not for like short, you know, two or three song type stuff, but I actually carry a rotating speaker because I like the sound of it. There are no knobs. I can't tweak it. I can't decide, oh, I want this much horn, this much rotor. I can't decide, oh, I want this tone. I can't decide, oh, I want the slow speed this and I want the fast speed this. That thing has two switches, Hmm. on and off and fast or slow. And that's it. I don't have to think about it. And so I play more. I think about my playing more. I think about fitting in with the band better because I reduced the number of knobs. Um, I'm at a point now where, you know, I've, I'm planning. I've got some blues gigs coming up in April. My entire pedal board, I won't have a board, by the way, entire pedal board's going to be a two-knob fuzz pedal and a wah pedal. And the fuzz isn't going to turn, get turned off. I'm just going to use my volume control. I, because that's what I connect with and that makes me play better rather than and especially because this is the part where I deviate is I play a lot of blues clubs and bars and places where the sound system is suspect and I don't know what the room size is going to look like and you know if the bar is half empty versus the bar full the sound of the guitar changes even through the PA I need to be able to tweak as it goes and I may get halfway through the night and decide, Oh, you know, now we need this and I don't want to have to dive through a menu to get that change. I want to turn one knob and get more, more trouble. I want to turn one knob and get more, you know, more volume. I mean, you could do that. Yeah. But I don't have to lean over for the, uh, the amp. You don't, but you could also, you could set that up as more treble and less treble. Like you, you could set some of that stuff up if you knew that was coming. That was my problem. That was the other problem when I had the big pedal board with an ES8 and the switching is that I spent more time programming sounds than I just did playing. So I don't, I don't really program on my yeah. QC. I just use it in stomp mode. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's my pedal board. So here's the other part that I'm unique in that is that because I'm using the quad cortex, it's my pedal board, how I've already dialed it in. Right. And I spent years with those pedals and that amp. So it is my rig that was magical for me. 
mm-hmm. it just now doesn't have ground hum and is ah, reliably marked up and uh, mic'd up and i have a wireless unit now and some of that kind of stuff but i also don't use wireless so that's fine too wireless is awesome if you have wireless in ears wireless is awesome if you don't use germanium treble boosters digital anyway i know i know i don't use digital there's um, there's no digital on my main board anymore i've, I've gone completely analog i'm a complete yeah. i use a real tape echo yeah so i mean so the it, a fun story about the wireless stuff is so i i really like it because one of the things i get to do is one while we're warming up i pull my ears out and i walk into the house and i can keep playing with the band that's nice. I pull one of them so I can hear myself in the house and go, okay, I like that or I don't like that. Because you never know. Like, I give a pretty much recording-ready signal to front of house. Mm-hmm. So what what do they do with it, right? Like, do they start messing up? Does every sound guy has this, oh, this is my magic EQ for my presets folder that I throw oh. on every electric guitar. And, you know, there are guys like that. Um, and you don't know who you're getting that week um, with that stuff. So, like, walking out into the house and be like, yeah, this is how it sounds. Or I'm not sitting in the mixer. Or, hey, bro, can I be in the house is always a fun thing, especially when you have a silent rig, because some days you just get turned off um, by accident or on purpose or whatever. The church I played at, um, they really liked guitar playing. So guitar was really heavy in the mix. So depends on our sound guy. I know I've sent you some broadcast feed stuff before where you're Mm -hmm. like, you're just tucked right in there or like. (laughs) You barely notice I'm there, but like if you're listening for it, you can hear some what I'm doing. Yeah, it's like you're definitely playing. I I, I see it and hear it every now and again. <laughs> yeah, I it, it was, what was the phrase I used the other day for one of my friends? I was like, I, I'm dialed up so that you can hear when I make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> right, like yeah. that's that's the level you are. But like part of it is also the way I set up my tone is a bit more round, and I'm not a very piercing tone. And I'm mirroring keys a lot, or we're we're doing tracks with it. So it's not that you can't hear me; it's just that I blend with other stuff really well. Yeah. And so you sometimes attribute it to something else, um, or whatever. But I don't need to defend my guitar playing. I'm fine. No, no, I'm no, quite no. content. And, and but, I think it's just it's different approaches, different styles, different goals. Like I play what, a what, lot in trios. What's interesting is at, at the core of it, I think we both said we want to do the same thing. Yep, exactly. Stop being hung up on our gear and focus on playing because our gear is there, it's working, it's dialed in, and there's some organicness to it. Exactly. So like if you watch me play, um, you'll see I'm fiddling with my knobs on my guitar all the time. Because I don't really like switching gain pedals that often either. Because I don't mm-hmm. like the hard on and off of um Oh yeah. Uh it's super dry versus a clean tone. Yeah. yeah. So what I do is I usually have like an always on gain pedal and I modulate one, my playing a ton because mm-hmm. I have a pick softer, a pick softer and, and change your picking technique and then roll off the volume knob and roll off the tone knob is something I'm playing with a lot more than I used to. Um, oh, here's one I do that, that a lot of people don't do. I will, depending on the gig, I don't do it a lot on my trio and quartet, you know, four piece gigs and rock and blues gigs, but I was playing church gigs and I had a, you know, half time had a music stand in front of me um, or have something in front of me. Sometimes I used, we yeah. had the, um, we're a real the, church um, where we actually memorize music. So well, we don't we had, do that. We had the personal mixers uh, <laughs> on the stands next to us. So don't I don't have those either. I mix with an app of my phone. 
Oh, that's nice. Um, but I, I could put it on the ground too, or in a strap pocket. But I would actually change picks depending on sometimes what I was doing. Oh, so I have this really lucky thing that I learned a few different picking techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was really due to me taking a few months lessons in bluegrass. Oh, I yeah. learned how to flat pick versus a rotated pick. Yeah. Um, and because I use a beveled pick, it's really pronounced. So just that, oh, like yeah. how it just how I rub my pointer finger and my thumb together, I can get a lot of different dynamics without even changing my wrist. I use super thick picks, like Same. three three mil. Same. And I use these prime tone things from uh, Dunlop. Yeah, I use I, I flip back and forth. I've got some Dunlops that I use, but I've been using a lot of the uh, the honey picks stuff. Those lately. are good too. Those are quite uh, they're, good. They're incredible. Rick's incredible. Shout out one of my patron supporters. Uh, I, but then I will also switch to something that gives me some, not just flex, but there's a flick sound to a thinner pick that you can't get with a thick pick no matter how you change in yep. strumming. Yeah, you can't strum the same. I strum just fine with a thick pick, but there's also this strummed sound that's harder to get that's like this lighter, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. It's like the old, like everyone everyone I knew started with the Dunlop nylon picks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. especially on acoustic guitar, and there's just this flick, yeah, that you can only get with a super thin, yeah, super. I, I can't like get that flicky tone anymore. That flicky tone anymore. Yep. Um, and then you have like the crazy things of like if you ever watch like Corey Wong play and how he gets such a unique attack sound from the weird way he plays. Yeah. Um, and it, it is like legitimately he just plays weird, and that's like the real key to what he does. On top of just. He's quite bright and has some really cool ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but how he thinks of his guitar is more like a slap bass. Oh, so there's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a down and there's a pop. And that's kind of how his rhythm works. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he clues, clues in with like rhythm sections so well. Is he plays like a slap bass player. Yep. And he's incredible. He's one. Of, he may be the best, definitely the best funk, I think, but the best rhythm guitar player out there right now. Just the way he plays. Now, he plays lead. I'm not saying he doesn't do any of that stuff, but his rhythm playing is the most ridiculous thing. That's why I love It's the modern hearing... incarnation of Prince. That's really yeah. what it is. It's, it's... I, lo- I love hearing him and Mark Letiri play together because both mm-hmm. of them have these very, very unique comping styles mm-hmm. that play off of each other so well in Fearless Flyers. Totally. Yeah. So I, that's, my, that's my thing is lately I've been, you know, really looking at how much shit I have and like, do I really need, you know, like an amp for each tone or do I just need to find the one that I connect with and learn to use it to get all the sounds that I need? Cause th- th- yeah. you don't need to match the tone of a recording of an artist of a style perfectly. Oh, this is, that's where, I mean, again, I, I know I'm only talking from like a praise and worship guitar players perspective yeah. And a lot of our listeners aren't from this world, so they don't get this. But there's a lot of praise and worship guitar players think of themselves as cover bands upon cover bands, mm-hmm. where you download the same backing tracks from the band that performed it live, and you have to sound exactly like the album. You have to buy the same guitars. And there's these dudes who show up for like a three or a four song set at a church with two or three guitars, and they'll <sighs> switch between them and stuff like that. And I've had this discussion with multiple people where I'm telling them, I'm like, dude, I don't even change my gain pedals between songs unless it was really warranted. 
I have my sound that fits with this band today and we're not changing it around. But that also mm-hmm. comes from the fact that we make our own tracks. Yeah. So we create our helpful. own sound. Um, and my, the, our keys player is on a Nord and he's dialing everything on the Nord. He's not main staging between crazy right. presets. And so the organ will show up, the roads will show up, the keys will show up, but they're not like, we're not, we're not having a jarring transition between each song. And as a result, it also means I don't have to transition sets or scenes or presets. I'm still running every week. I'm running my super reverb as the same patch every single week, yeah. depending on what guitar I have, anything from a Strat to a Les Paul and everything in between. Um, but then I sometimes change out the amp that I'm blending based on what guitar is there. So sometimes I'll blend in a Vox, especially if I'm playing humbuckers. Mm-hmm. I have a two rock that patch that I blend in if I'm playing a Strat, um, because it just two rocks round out Strats really well. They really do. And now that you have and two rock, you might actually start liking a Strat again if you dial in your two rock for your Strat. Yeah, that's the trick. For me, it's I uh, and the two rock is that's the amp that if I were to get rid of the rest of my stuff, that's well besides my super reverb, it's not going anywhere. That but it's also a 1970, and so kind of need to retire it from going out on the road anyway and playing these gigs and because they're about um, to be worth a lot of money yeah i i need to have this one fixed i've got a grid resistor capacitor that sounds like it's going out or a grid i doing a bunch of words that don't make any sense there ignore what i just said there are some components that i have a list that need to be looked at i've got a tech that's gonna go through it and replace some aging <laughs> aging parts it got a tune it's up like owning a couple of years it, ago. It, owning a vintage tube amp is like owning an older german car yep. you don't even want to bring it into the shop because you don't want to know what's not within spec anymore but you're still right. driving it yeah exactly that's exactly right <laughs> so but i just i want to just play i want to just play guitar i want to stop programming i want to stop lusting after new gear a little bit i want to talk about gear because it's exciting but i don't want to feel like i constantly need the next new thing i i want to be excited about a line six dl4 mark ii but not feel like i need to go out spend money on it yeah i mean really it sounds like you need to buy a quad cortex because that's what fixed it for me doesn't excite me okay nothing nothing about nothing about it excites me Here's the other thing to think about or a thing for you to try. Mm-hmm. Kemper toasters are starting to actually get quite affordable. Yeah. Yeah, they are. On the used market. Um, you might know a few friends in your life who might give you a bunch of different presets for them mm-hmm. where you'll have thousands of amps that you can try out and do whatever. Well, you'll quickly discover when you do that, or at least I found for me, that, oh my gosh, I need everything attitude dies after about two months. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got a folder full of hundreds of IRs. Yeah. Do you know how many IRs I used when I had my Helix? One. <laughs> so, one. But, and so, it was the one I made. I so, made an IR of my uh, Super Reverb speakers, the CTS 10 inches. That's because there's not enough good IRs of CTS. No, there's not. And Two Notes but, has a great one, though. Yeah, I, but, I've got theirs. Um, with that, I'm just saying, like, there is that thing of, like, for me, yeah, I have everything, and I hopped between stuff for a little while, but eventually I just started settling in on this is what I want to sound like. This is the thing that does it for me every time. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. it's a, That's a good place to be. I want to be, I, I want to stick with an amp, but I want a simple amp, a simple one-channel amp that I use to get the sounds I need. 
um, handful of pedals, you know, boosts, drives, fuzzes, um, tremolo, because I can't live without tremolo, um, and just live with that and play with that and not worry about the rest of it. I think you need a Monarch combo. I would love a Monarch, but I don't want a combo. I'm I'm full bore in this head cab uh, situation. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But I think that might be actually... If you weren't already on the two notes train, that would be the thing I tell you. Or sorry, not two the notes. two rock. Yeah, two rock. Well, you do a two rock into a two note, so you're yeah, you're a four rock. <laughs> it's uh, no two notes on two rocks. I'm killing two notes with two rocks. I don't I don't know how this goes. We're just whatever. But that's it's a it's a fantastic rig. I want simple rigs. I want to just play guitar and not constantly be looking for sounds. That's my problem with digital as well, by the way. I'm constantly like, oh, I have all these features. I should be using them. But no. That, that's another thing too for me. Like like every time there's new features, you got to try them out. But maybe it's just you get, I'm getting older. That might be really part of it is I'm just like tired mm-hmm. of new crap. I just want my stuff to work. I haven't bought a new phone in a while. Gotcha. Yeah, I... That's I haven't gotten is. a new phone either, and I refuse to. <laughs> Mine's paid for. It's fine. Give me a USB-C, and, I'll, and we'll talk, but that's about it. That's it. If they, will, if, if they will... <laughs> well, they're going to have to soon. Uh, Europe declared it. Yeah. So it's going to happen. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I, they'll, they'll try to fight it, kicking and screaming. Anyway. <laughs> Apple's, Apple will do something screwy. Yeah, they will. Anyway, speaking of Apple... Uh, this podcast needs to wrap up. Yeah, it's getting a little long in the tooth, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so old, it's going to start complaining about phones and new things. And, and, and its knees. Yeah, its knees and kids playing on its lawn. And, <laughs> uh, and how you just need to plug into it and straight into just, the amp. and Yeah, just plug straight into the amp and turn it up. <laughs> all right. So, first off, uh, all, to all your listeners, thanks for joining us. Um, if you want to learn more about the show, get into any of our stuff, buy our merch. We don't talk about our merch ever, but... You Y'all have buy- merch? We have merch. Did Y'all you not know this? I, did, I didn't know you had merch. We've had merch since day one. Well... I haven't been listening since day one, and we but don't, I don't remember, we don't, we I don't don't remember y'all talking the, about merch. We don't record in the morning, so you never see my t- the effects loop uh, coffee mug that I drink out of sometimes. Oh, we have I a need shower to order, curtain. I need to order a 40-watt podcast mug. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. So anyway, you can find all that at theeffectsloop.com. On top of that, you can find a link to our Facebook group. You can find a link to our Instagram. You can find a link to our YouTube, where I think we posted something once. Um, <laughs> you can find a link to email us. No, you can there so we have this one old episode that that just keeps getting weirdos commenting on it on youtube oh, every once in a while weird yeah it's it i i think it's the episode title i don't like somehow that one got picked up in the algorithm it's a it's a weird one uh but you can also find a link to our patreon there um where you can support the show if you like it and you want to be a part of it you can also support the show by buying stuff and buy merch and things like that too um all that goes to help fund the show and also when you fund the show, sometimes we wind up funding other shows like Phillips. So yeah. also, if you uh, join their Patreon, you get to join their secret chat and uh, shit talk them. It's beautiful. It's a fantastic thing. <laughs> it really is a pretty <laughs> abusive relationship. And uh, <laughs> as long as no one comes after me, it's going to continue. So. <laughs> <laughs> All 
So you can check that out. Yeah, that's for our $5 and over. And also, you get the episode early. So everyone in our Patreon will be getting this episode tonight as I edit it, probably in then about half an hour. Um, oh, nice. Whereas everyone else, you know, you got to wait till Wednesday morning for this to come out. So why wait? Sometimes I we mean, let gear announcements slip. I yeah, other know. other things happen on Wednesdays. I mean, you're busy. So yeah. get it on Tuesday. Get this through. Yeah. Um, and also, you can check out Philip where? Uh, you can go to a ton of places, but the easiest way will be 40wattpodcast.com. That is 40watt podcast. I realized the other day that I've never once told someone that it's, I've never said it's the number 40 and then watt podcast. It is. So it's 40wattpodcast.com. You can also go to the link tree, linktr.ee slash 40watt podcast. The website will take you to it if you really want it. See, yeah, all we, the just stuff have, we just have our setup at theeffectsloop.com or hotdogsorsandwiches.com. Both mm. link, just go right to our link tree, and then that's where you See, start. See, I have it set up because on my website, I do all the show notes for every episode as a as a post on the website. Uh, also, I have links to my Reverb affiliate and Amazon affiliate over there on the website, so they can click the <sighs> ads on the website. I If I really put the work in on the show to do that, we would be the show to really have Amazon affiliate links on. Yeah. Yeah, you would. <sighs> mm-hmm. It's a thing. That's one more so, thing I have to do. Yep. Get to work, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> all right. End of the show. <laughs> yep. Philip, thanks for joining us. And uh, thank you all for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. <sighs> yeah. We went for it. Oh, yeah. See, I thought it was two, so that's fine. Yeah. Do you want to do a little Patreon comment? Sure, we can do that. What are we talking
cautionary Why is negativity always drawing out picture And we visualize love Energized lives together, together We undefeated A plan to make well, there's no gloves needed When we weed into the mindset of achieving And believing in a community that remains happy Never after, the world should be one Hate annihilated, every heart is one Love again, so That's going to be a fun conversation because I have feelings. You have feelings? I do. As a white man, you need to be validated for your feelings? I, I'm not white. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm Lebanese, motherfucker. <laughs> Just because the census calls me white. I should let you know I, I started recording right about then. That's perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> we'll get that in. No, don't. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put it over the exit music so you're even more mad about it. Oh, God. Um, I'm so pissed off I've stopped doing it. I've stopped doing it after you complained. I hope you're happy. I'm very happy. Our episodes got longer because of Philip. I I listened to y'all just to get to the exit music. You know, you can just go on a streaming service and like listen to that I, song. I know. But you I just really it. like it at one and a half times speed playback, don't you? That's <laughs> that's what it really sounds good, doesn't it? I haven't listened to it at one and a half. I listen at regular speed. I, I, my, one of my favorite things is when I actually meet like Ryan or Blake or people in, in reality, I'm like, oh gosh, you guys speak slow. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I listen to podcast, I listen to all podcasts at normal speed. I listen at accelerated speed because that's kind of the the speed I operate at. Mm-hmm. As you're probably well aware, I talk really fast sometimes and just kind of want to move on because that's just. I live my just, life at an impossible pace. It just, it's just background noise to me if if it's moving too slow. I just wait till I hear something that sounds important again. Oh, that works too. <laughs>